So now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. All right, hey everybody. Our dogs are barking. They're so excited on the show. Start. Yeah, they are. <laughs> There's a car out there. Why? I'm gonna share that out. Say it ain't none of my business, huh? A woman's got a right to choose. Next to pull the trigger, what then? Yep. Alright, I'm gonna go ahead and share this out on Facebook. And if you're on YouTube, hi. And thank you for sharing. Are you gonna sing on screen? Right. I'm no theology nuts. But the Reverend may be a little confused. Tell it to the people in Sodom and Gomorrah. It takes forever for Facebook to load. When the streets you love in your own backyard, you'll be on your knees waiting for the National Guard. You can shake your hand later that you never got involved. But you never got the message. Cause your mind's on hold. A politician next door. Randall went after the dog. Who was born and raised in the buckle of the Bible belt? That's where I'm at. Embellish the truth. That's right. Tell them that you're born again. Everybody, dance with me. I dance really well now, just so you know. Yeah, I do. Kind of makes you want to say thank you and good night. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Today we are going to talk about this law that was just, or bill that was just passed in the state I was born in. I was born in New York, people, just in case you didn't know that. I know. Don't hate me. Well, you got to love me. I was born in New York. Proud of it. Grew up in California. My heart was there for a long time. And now... <laughs> And now I'm in Middle Tennessee, the land and the buckle of the Bible belt, where it's raining like crazy. It looks awfully ugly outdoors, by the way. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, my dog, now that the opening's over, my dog's done barking. There is a car parked out front of our house, so he does not like it when people he doesn't know are parked outside our house, just so you know. So there you go. All right. So thank you for joining us. I want to let you know if you haven't joined our text message list, please join it by texting the term Bible news to 33222. Sorry, bareface. I didn't tell you that in advance. But I figure, hey, if you text Bible news to 33222, just like it says right there. Yeah, you are getting sleepy. You can keep that up for a while, by the way, too, if you want. Text the term Bible news to three three two 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 are you getting dizzy are you 
I called I called everybody on my text message list recently. And I have to say that you all crack me up. You're like text the term Bible news to three three two two two. Text the term Bible news to three three two two two. Text the text it. Okay, anyway. Um I need to write a song. That's what I need to do. I just haven't written one in a long time. But anyway. Um yeah, so you know what we're going to do is after you get on my text message list, I will probably call you. Just don't hate me for it. Uh, it was so funny. I called somebody up today and they're like, who is this? I said, it's Stacy. Who? I said, Stacy from Bible News Radio. They're like, I could see the wheels turning in their head, even though I, I wasn't looking at them. And they're like, oh, <laughs> Why are you calling me? <laughs> I said, it's kind of weird that I'm calling you, huh? Because some people think it's like a celebrity calling them, and, I, and I'm not, but just so you know. Anyway, so you should write down my phone number, 714-244-6890. In the event that I call you, then you know it's me. It'll come up in your phone. It'll say, it will probably say, this person's calling you, and they're scam likely or whatever, but... Anyway, I'm easily accessible by my phone. Yeah. All right. I think Mr. is done barking. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about this. A number of you guys actually showed me this article yesterday. And so I'm going to read it. This is over on LifeSite News. And I'll read it. Here it is. Ready? New York Senate passes bill legalizing abortions up to birth. Now, believe it or not, there actually is some good news in this article, and I don't know if you're going to believe me or not, but hopefully you will. <laughs> uh, it says here, the New York Senate passed a radical pro-abortion bill Tuesday that would allow unborn babies to be aborted for basically any reason up to birth. First of all, I think they should change the term from unborn to pre-born because the baby's already living it's just residing inside a different location than outside the mother's body. Anyway, Metro reports the bill passed after abortion activists pushed it for more than a decade in New York. Until now, it failed to pass the state Senate because of Republican lawmakers, but the November election put pro-abortion Democrats in control of both houses. The vote was 34 to 28. Yeah, it was. Okay, so there About was... 38 to 24? Yeah, it was 38 to 24. Is that what I said? Right. Okay, so here's the thing. When I read this, I thought, okay, it took 10 years to pass this bill, okay, because the Democrats didn't have the control that they needed, right, which is which should tell you why it's important for you to vote um, not Democrat, okay? You can vote some anything but Democrat. <laughs> Don't do that because that doesn't help babies or anything, but it took a decade, which means that from the time I was 40 to the time I was 50, some people were actually trying to get this bill passed for like a decade. And so we know that at least in New York, that thank God that bill took 10 years to get passed uh, because I, I'm not thanking God that the bill was passed. But you know what I'm saying? I'm glad that it took forever to get passed because in that decade, there was a lot of babies born that now can be actually legally killed which is, which is um, a tragedy, right? So it says here, a New York public radio reporter said she heard a voice shout, may almighty God have mercy on this state in the Senate soon after the vote. Uh, no, no doubt that that was a believer that said that. And hopefully, you know, I mean, not that God deserves to give people mercy like that, but, you know, just saying. The legislation goes beyond Roe v. Wade allowing abortions even when the Supreme Court has said states may regulate them. Mm -hmm. According to the pro-life leaders, late-term abortions, which currently are illegal in New York, will, would be allowed and non-doctors would be allowed to perform them. Now, when I read that, I'm like, what the heck? So a non-doctor is going to do a completely invasive, quote, so-called surgery to murder a baby inside the mother's womb. Now, what woman, honestly, in her right mind, would want a non-doctor to actually do anything to her? For anything. 
I mean, I'm a, I'm a woman. I actually had a hysterectomy. hysterectomy. I know that they had to knock me out, put me under in order to do that. Are you kidding me? Oh, hey, what do you do? Well, let's see. I'm a janitor at, you know, at a preschool, you know. Oh, do you do abortions on the side? Oh, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do just to, you know, pick up a couple hundred dollars a month or a couple thousand dollars a month. Oh, well, would you give me an abortion? Because seems you know how to do it. What the hell? I mean, seriously, what the heck? Or hell, yeah, Carmen. <laughs> I actually have one of my friends at Pickleball say, you shouldn't say hell. But seriously, a non-doctor? <laughs> That's completely insane. Anyway, the bill appears to restrict late-term abortions, but it adds a broad, quote, health exception for abortions after 24 weeks. The exception would allow women to abort unborn babies up to nine months of pregnancy for, quote, age, economic, and social and emotional factors rather than the biological definition of health that normally comes to mind, according to a New York right to life. And I actually remember my friend Janet Parcel many years ago talking about this and talking about the whole idea of how um, when this type of legislation gets passed, they actually had to define health. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, well, what's health? Don't we all know what health is? Oh, well... You know, I mean, no, we have to write it into law. Just like now we got to write gender into law. Like, well, you know, are you a girl or a boy? No, we don't know. It has to, if it's not in the law, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's insane. Anyway, State Senate, State Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart Cousins celebrated the legislation at a press conference Tuesday, according to the Metro. She claimed the so-called right to abortion is threatened by the new conservative U.S. Supreme Court. To which I say, amen and amen to that. Praise God for the Supreme Court that that's going to be more conservative than the current, uh, you know, than the past, the one that put us in this mess in the first place. We thought at the time that because it was so fundamentally right for women to have autonomy over their body, we thought that it was a barrier we would never have to face again. Whenever you have something that momentous, there's always someone who wants to go back to the way things were. So brick by brick, they began to rebuild the barrier. They were looking for a moment to overturn this decision that changed our lives. You know what she's saying? She's saying brick by brick, those evil, horrible, rotten pro-life people have tried to stop and, you know, and, and protect babies from not being killed in the mother's womb all these decades, you know, but, you know, but they're, and they are looking for a moment to overturn this decision. And by the way, don't miss that, how close that this was to Ro the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. That was totally on purpose. Nothing is ever done without purpose when legislation is signed into to law. So it says here, we're saying that here in New York, women's health matters. Really? Women's health matters. Gosh, as a woman, I would be terrified to go anywhere, especially if I had a baby inside my womb, because who knows what, what non-doctor might want to kill it for me, because I might have a moment of, you know, of, of not thinking clearly. <laughs> what about the baby's health? That's what gets me. How come the poor little baby doesn't have a say in it? You know, I mean, the heartbeat beats, you know, he moves, she moves. They have a brain in their head. They have eyeballs. They have hands and feet. They have fingerprints. Most importantly, they have the Holy Spirit, you know, the, the spirit that God created for all of us in us to make us alive. Because just in case you haven't figured out, you know, they haven't quite figured out where consciousness comes from or how we actually think. I mean, you can take a brain out of somebody's head, but doesn't mean it's alive, right? You can, you, you know, humans can live without arms and legs and all that. Doesn't mean that we're not alive, you know what I mean? So it's kind of ridiculous that, um, that they, they miss the whole part of the very fact that God created them and put life into them is what brings life in the first place. So here's the thing. Abortion is a direct hit at God and his creation. I mean, flat out. And don't ever let anybody ever tell you otherwise, because when people kill another human being, they're spitting, really, and putting a knife in God's heart because God creates life. Nobody else does. You try it. 
I dare you. I dare you to try to create life out of nothing. Good luck. Better yet, I dare you to try to create a baby in another person's body. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. Try to do it without, like, like, you know, some type of support from, like, a sperm or an egg. I dare you to do that. <laughs> you can't do it. Only God does. The very fact that we're all living is evidence God exists. People who think that God doesn't exist are crazy because everywhere around you, the creation cries out, Hey, God exists. You know, Bareface wants to say something, so go yeah. for it, Bareface. Well, just not to make light of this, but I'm reminded of the old, quote, joke where the preeminent scientists come to God and say, well, we, we've got everything figured out. We don't need you. We can create life from non-life. And God says, well, really? Let's see that. And they said, okay, we just take this pile of dirt. God says, wait a minute, whose dirt is that? So, anyway, I mean, I'm not going to get into abiogenesis or anything like that, but yeah, as the, as the Darwinist or even those don't believe in Darwinian evolution, but back evolution, say that right. evolution isn't going to talk about the origin of life because they can't explain it, just what happened after life came into being. But life comes into being every day. Yeah, it does. And and no one has an explanation for, you know, a, a natural explanation for what makes living things living things, yeah. especially human beings. Anyway, back to you. So there's a couple of people in the in the chat room here. Let's see here. Um, I gotta scroll back through. Okay, what the heck? What the heck? Yeah, you guys all agree with me on that one. Uh, having an abortion isn't healthy for the mother, says Mama Gina. Who knows, Mama's. Mama Gina's got lots of kids. Uh, there's much more going on here than what you see on the surface. Yes, that's true, actually. I believe that abortion, I might say something controversial. But I actually believe that abortion is Lucifer's way of offering up innocent blood to his demonic god. Uh, it, yes, it's to wipe out the next generation, says Carmen. It's more than just population control. Yeah, it's demonic on its, on its head. I mean, it's... Uh, it's on its face completely. All right. Let's keep reading the article. Okay. It says, goes on to say, pro-abortion Governor Andrew Cuomo also supports the bill. He even went so far as to threaten to hold up the budget until the legislature passes it. And he since signed it. Yep. The bill dubbed the Reproductive Health Act, the irony of that name, redefines a, quote, person, unquote, as, quote, a human being who has been born and is alive. So in other words... You are not a person unless you're alive outside the womb and you've been born. Well, that's a little more conservative than the Barber Boxer definition. <laughs> I know, right? What was it she called women fetal containers? No, that was, you're thinking of Sibelius or whatever. Oh, Kathleen um, Sibelius, yeah. Yeah, um, Boxer is on record. I can't prove it. I'd have to, you know. I'd have to find the... it because it's a long time ago. Yeah, but uh, something to the fact that, you know, uh, the baby isn't viable or, or is not, you know, until it's taken home from the hospital. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Um. So, yeah, in her mind. Ugh. All right. It describes abortion as a fundamental right. This language will allow unborn babies to be aborted for basically any reason up to birth in New York. The legislation poses serious dangers to women's lives and rights as well. By removing protections from illegal abortions, the bill will open the door for abuses. According to New York RTL, I think that means right to, right life. to life, back alley abortionists, abusive partners or parents and others no longer would face charges for illegally killing an unborn baby, even if the mother wanted her child. In early December, a resident of Saratoga County was arrested for punching the stomach of a woman who was 26, preg 26 weeks pregnant in an attempt to cause a miscarriage. The man was charged with abortion in the second degree, but under the RHA, the attacker would not have been charged with a felony. And yet, it would be domestic violence. You know, I mean, hello. According to the Catholic News Service, protections for babies born alive after botched abortions also would end under the new bill. Additionally, the bill says... 
the state cannot, quote, deny, regulate, or restrict, unquote, abortion, not even for common sense reasons such as parental consent for minors, informed consent, or limits on taxpayer-funded abortions. New York State Right to Life predicted that the bill will lead to the suppression of pro-lifers' freedom of speech and conscience as well. Doctors and nurses who refuse to help abort unborn babies could lose their jobs and pro-life advocates could be persecuted for just speaking out for life. And you know what? I can tell you that's true. If you're new to the show, it was probably about three years ago. I was in water aerobics taking a, I was dancing around in the water, doing water aerobics. Yeah, I was. And before pickleball. Anyway, there was a woman in there who was a nurse. She worked for OBGYN. And she came, we were talking one day and she said to me, um, she said that one day a woman came in to get a checkup and she already had children. And she told her that, um, that if it turned out the ultrasound showed that the baby was a boy, it, it was one of, it was either a boy or a girl. I'm not sure, but let's just say boy. It was a boy that she wanted to abort it if it was a boy, cause she didn't want a boy. She wanted another girl. Well, this nurse, being a Christian and pro-life, obviously had a dilemma because if it turned out that it was a boy, then in order to abide by her wishes, she would have had to, you know, tell the, she would have had to tell the mother, oh yeah, it's a boy, you may as well go kill it because that's what you want to do, you barbarous person. Um, but you know, she did, God gave her wisdom and what she did was she actually, um, came back and when the ultrasound was coming up she was like you know what I can't tell I can't tell if it's a girl or a boy and here in Tennessee I guess you have to it has to be a certain um, age before you can actually abort and there's a cutoff Uh, so she the woman was frustrated because my friend couldn't figure out what if it was a girl or a boy and ended up having to come back three different times for an ultrasound uh, delaying the death of that poor baby Um, And eventually she went to her supervisor and talked to her about it. And basically the supervisor being pro-life as well, uh, more or less concurred that what she did was fine and ethical. I mean, the question is, would you, what would you do if you're in that situation? It is true that pro-lifers are being pushed out of the medical field, uh, education, and practically everywhere else. The enemy does not want life bearers anywhere. And I don't care if you support marriage as one man and woman, you're a life bearer. How dare you? Because two men together, they can't make a baby. Two women together, they can't make a baby. So they're not life bearers. The homosexual issue isn't a life bearer, you know? So, you know, if you, how dare you have that? Then, you know, how dare you have that, you know, worldview? It's so evil. But you know what? That's why we're here, people. The power of the evil one is in the earth right now, right? God gave that to the enemy, unfortunately. But he gave us the Holy Spirit power within us. Yes, he did. And he said, I empower you from on high to go out there and to be my witnesses in all the earth and basically make disciples and follow me even if to even into death because you should choose life, basically. He said that more different way, but, you know, I'm just paraphrasing. Anyway, it says here, already one of the most pro-abortion states in America, New York, would become even more pro-abortion if the law passes. In 2016, 8,000, no, that's not right, 82,189 unborn babies were aborted in New York, with about half being taxpayer-funded, according to the local news. Of those babies, 1,763 were at least 20 weeks, okay? meaning they have been via, they they may have been viable outside the womb. So a 20 week old baby is 5 months. Okay, that's a 5 month old baby. Your host, that would be me, was born almost 2 months premature at 4 pounds. Okay? So we're talking um, like close to eight months, I was, you know, it was like more in my seventh month that I was actually born. And with today's medical technology, you know, I've seen like babies as little as one pound be able to survive outside the womb. 
Yeah, it's tragic. Meanwhile, a new poll indicates this radical pro-abortion legislation is not what Americans want. According to a national poll conducted by the Marist University, three in four Americans, 75%, say abortion should be limited to, at most, the first three months of pregnancy. Which is stupid, too, but anyway. This includes most of those who identify as Republicans, 92%, Independents, 78%, and a majority of Democrats, 60%. It also includes more than 6 in 10, 61%, who identify as pro-choice on abortion. The Marist poll follows on the heels of May 2018 Gallup poll, which found that 53% of Americans oppose all or most abortions. So contrary to Planned Parenthood and NARAL pro, Pro-Choice America, who actually blatantly lie on their website and say that 70% of Americans are pro-choice, this actually says that 53% of Americans are pro-life. So let's see, 53 minus, you know, let's see, 53%. So that would mean, what, 47% are pro-choice, not 70%, like NARAL claims. So there you have it, people. That is the horrible news coming out of New York. And what these people are doing is they're emboldening other states, too, because they're looking, they're, what, what they do is they're, like, gonna, they're looking at the national outcry of what's going on here. And believe me, a lot of people are set, upset. I had a lot of people send me this article. Meanwhile, LifeSite News just posted today, uh, yeah, another article titled, New York celebrates legalizing abortion until birth by lighting one World Trade Center pink. You know what? That's insane. Did I send you that? Uh, No, you did not. Okay, I'm just going to read this. It says here, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo directed that the one... World Trade Center's spire be lit pink overnight on Tuesday to celebrate his signing of a law allowing abortions until birth and letting non-doctors commit abortions. The law, the Reproductive Health Act, also erases the state's recognition of preborn babies older than 24 weeks as potential homicide victims. Cuomo called the bill a historic victory for New Yorkers and our progressive values. It was passed on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade, the 1973 Supreme Court decision that brought abortion on demand to every state. So just like when Barack Hussein Obama was in the White House and decided that he was going to light up the White House with rainbow colors, um, <laughs> these evildoers, seriously, this is why you got to vote Republican in New York. I mean, geez, for leave. This is crazy. Absolutely insane completely insane i'm just trying to take in the, the gravity of this you know it's insane stace and i were talking before while well, i was talking yeah you were <laughs> talking you talk a lot back in the 1930s there was a german airship the hindenburg bearing a nazi swastika on it it was before the u.s got in the war but a, a foreign airship came Attempted to dock in New Jersey, caught fire, and there's still, you know, conspiracy theories and whatnot as to what happened, whether it was electrical or, you know, whatever. Anyway, but a foreign airship from Nazi Germany, full of mostly foreign citizens, when it exploded and burned up on U.S. soil, or really above U.S. soil... It was a national tragedy. It was like, you know, almost a day of mourning. Right. How much more we've got a law, not not a mishap or an accident or whatever, a, a miss, you know. Um, we've got a state legislature and, and a governor who signed into law that preborn babies can be killed at any time, up to even... Probably, you know, when the mother goes into labor, you know, the way the law reads, and it's called reproductive health. What? How is the help? It has nothing to do with reproduction. It's the stopping of reproduction. It's... You know what, though? I mean, there would be no human history if not for reproduction. And it's, it's, it's a life-defying... 
blah. I just, anyway, I just can't articulate just how, what, what a national crisis, you know, nation in distress this, this, you know, this occasion should mark. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm trying to, um, I want to find something in the word. Hold on one minute. It might take me a minute to find this. Maybe you know where it is, Bareface. You remember, I think it's in the book of Exodus, where... Um, where, where the Egyptian government instructed that the babies, Hebrew babies born that were male... Yeah. ...should be killed, basically? Yeah. Do you know, you know what chapter that's in? Sure. I sus- suspect... Because I'm bringing this up for a reason, because you guys know we try to go back to the Bible, right? Because we are Bible News Radio. Yeah, we are. Bible Thumpers Unite. Um, I'll have it for you in just um, 30 seconds. Oh, no. No, here it is. Exodus it is. Chapter I, it's Exodus 1.16. Right. Okay. All right. So listen to this, okay? This is actually, honestly, a description of partial birth abortion in the Bible. Well, it's after birth abortion is what it is. But Okay. Well, it's close. Okay. Uh, so listen to this. It says here, um, well... Do I want context? No, whatever. I'll just read it here. Um, okay. Then the king of Egypt, this is verse 15 in chapter one. Then the king of Egypt spoke, spoke to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shipra and the other was named Pua. Uh, and he said, when you are helping the Hebrew women to give birth and see them upon the birth stool, if it is a son, then you shall put him to death. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt had commanded them, but let the boys live. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing and let the boy li- boys live? The midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwife can get to them. So they kind of lied a little bit there. So God was good to the midwives, and the people multiplied and became very uh, mighty because the midwives feared God. He established households for them. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people saying, every son who is born, you are to cast into the Nile and every daughter you are to keep alive. And this is where we get Moses. Remember Moses was cast into the Nile, um, put in a basket. Yep. You know, his parents hunting. followed the letter of the law. Yeah, he, he, you know, anyway, but here I, I just bring this up because Actually, the way Janet Parshall describes this as this is actually kind of almost like a depiction of partial birth abortion in in there because it says while they're on the birthing stool. Yeah. So the, to me, it kind of it depicts, you know, OK, the baby's coming out and wait, OK, now we're going to kill him. What we see what it is. Now we're going to kill him. Yeah. Unless it's a breech birth. So, I mean, the baby's yeah. pretty. So there's just nothing new. Everything under the but sun. the feet are out. There's nothing new under the sun. In other words, I mean. Abortion's been around forever, and, you know, I mean, killing babies has been around forever, and, and it's, you know, I mean, look at it, Jesus, they wanted Jesus dead, just so you know. That's why the angel said, go to that other place where they can't find you. And and then Herod, good old Herod, you know, the nice evildoer that he was, actually tried to kill, you know, he, he commissioned the murder of all these babies under, what, two years old or three years old? Two. Two. Under two. So, babies are a threat to society, just so you know. Of course, in this case, he was trying to kill the Messiah. Uh, but, you know, anyway. <sighs> yeah. So, what shall be the response? How should we respondeth to this horrific thing? Well, you know, the only thing, honestly, that we can do is pray. And pray for the hearts of these wicked evildoers like Andrew Cuomo, who are in office. You know, I saw a picture of him and all these women and a couple people standing around him as he was signing. They were all standing there with big smiles on their face. I'm like, what the heck? Oh, yeah. So we're going to we're just going to rejoice that we just signed into law killing another human life. But here's the other thing we all got to think about. How many of you are getting older? Yeah, you are. If you're lucky enough to get gray hair like me and Pastor Percy, you know, just saying. 
you might have to worry about getting killed as an old person who can't like function with you know everything i mean there are people out there who actually want to kill like people like my dad well he's got dementia you know he isn't able body completely so you know what good is he to society we should just off him this is why jack kevorkian got in trouble because you know dr killer face you know the euthanizer hello i am the euthanizer i'm gonna kill you why i can that guy's that guy's evil just saying um you know and which is why the sanctity of human life in all shapes and forms should be upheld of course he lived in present-day oregon the state of oregon it wouldn't be a problem for him true very true so Carmen says they signed off their soul to eternal hell, just saying. But here's the thing. If we pray for them, some of these people will, can and may repent. You never know. Mm-hmm. Religion is a soother for, for those who are weak, says JMC. Really? Yeah, I would say that, you know, there is no God. Yay. All right. You're spending time thinking about God. That's awesome. You are thinking about God, even though you don't believe in him. That's awesome. <laughs> Keep thinking about God, just so you know. You can do that. Hey, Jamal. And I saw my friend Kim came in, too. Hey, Kim. I should say hi to everybody. Melanie is here. Hey, Melanie. And Mama Gina and Moses and deplorable. Yeah, you are. You're deplorable. I know who you are. How come I'm not following you? That's weird. Wait, hold on. I'm going to follow you. I'm following you now. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, okay. That's strange. Okay, and Michelle, you're here too, okay? And I don't know who else is here. Oh, we had some comments over on Facebook too. Yeah, there Let's are. Let's see here. Uh, Kim said, it's a tragedy. It's heartbreaking. Mark Anthony Brown said, never thought New York City would do this. What the world? What's the world coming to? Oh, my God, my hometown went crazy. That's what Mark says. Kim Kimberly also says, it is demonic. And James Dorsey agrees. Yeah, he does. I'm glad you do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everything I said was something you could agree with. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So the second topic we want to talk about is should wives submit to their husbands? I mean, come on. You know, we're in the 21st century. After all, it's 2019. These This book that is called the Bible is, um, you know, just saying it's ancient, archaic, out of date. You know, who who cares what it says, right? Because women should be barefoot and pregnant. You know, all women. Doesn't matter how old you are. And their wives should be able to smack them around and pull their hair, tell them to cook stuff, and then spit it out if it's not good enough. And if Randall Pandlebear tells me to do something, I should jump up instantly and kiss his butt and do it, right? Okay. I bring this, I bring this up because... I was having a conversation with somebody um, who I suspect was being abused by her husband. Somebody I don't know. uh, Somebody I called, actually. And somebody who I am concerned about because it sounds like her husband is a narcissistic control freak and an abuser because her first thing is, well, I should submit. So here's here's the thing. If you're a wife... And the very first thing you say to somebody, if somebody is just trying to be a friend to you, is I need to submit to my husband because they don't know me and they don't know who you are and blah, blah. I'd be like, if Randall said to me, just as an example, if I had a girlfriend and I said, you know, and I, and I was talking on the phone with my girlfriend, let's say my friend Jennifer, I, I was talking to Jennifer you know, and me and Jennifer were talking about psychology stuff or whatever. And Bareface comes in and starts listening to me and her. And then I got off the phone and Randall said to me, you know what? I don't like the fact that you talked to Jennifer. You know what? Don't ever talk to her again. I'm ordering you. You need to submit. <laughs> First of all, Randall would never say anything like that. But I would be like, who the hell do you think you are? Tell me who I can and cannot talk to. And yet there are husbands out there. That do that to people, to women. In fact, there's this, quote, quiverful movement within the homeschooling community, which is absolutely, completely unbiblical, where the husbands abuse the word of God and hammer the part where it says, wives submit to me, 
you know, as husbands unto the Lord. But then they forget the other important part of the word of God, where it talks about men who should love their wives and serve them as Christ did the church, even to the point of death, right? You never see these arrogant puffball husbands who, who like try to put their women under their thumb, actually loving these women as Christ loved the church and died for them, right? So here's the test. If your husband isn't loving you as Christ loves the church and he's hammering to you that whole submit thing, then what you need to do is you need to let him know that he isn't being like Jesus and he isn't a believer and that he should be smacked upside the head by a man of God who really is a believer and smacked into submission himself. Because the Bible actually says that both husband and wife should submit one to another as unto the Lord. And I can tell you what, Jesus isn't in what these people, these men are saying to these women and abusing them. Jesus doesn't approve of that at all. And frankly, I'm sick and tired of watching women uh, be abused by men. Men were called to protect women and provide for women. Women are called to respect their husbands, you know. And without that love, I'm just saying, it's really hard to respect a man that, you can't, that doesn't love you. Just saying. This is why Islam sucks for women. Okay. In Islam, you know, the, the men can beat the crap out of the woman. They can rape them. They can do all this other stuff. And the woman just has to take there. I mean, the woman can't even wear, you know, go out in public without her hijab on covering her face because of the man. Really? Just saying. I'm, I, ugh. Or for for the strict uh, Sharia law observers, yeah. woman can't go by herself in public without a, <sighs> without a brother or father accompanying them. Yeah, it just really bugs me. All right, Bareface, you, you're the man. Okay, now, in the beginning of our marriage, let's be honest, me and Bareface, in the beginning of our marriage, when we were first married, um, I had an idea of what being a, what a Christian marriage was. Now, look, I had never seen a Christian marriage, actually. Yeah. My parents weren't married as Christians, so I don't know. What the heck it was. I, I thought, hey, every day we're going to do Bible study together. We're going to do this. We're going to do that and all that. And I'm just saying. Not a bad idea. Yeah, I know. But me and you didn't have like this model of no. what Christian marriage was supposed to be. We did um, not. But we somehow worked it out. So, so what's your take on this? And speak to the men, right? If, if, you ha if there's a man in the audience that treats a woman, a wife this way, you know, you need a man of God like Bareface who will never hit anybody unless he needs to. But really, frankly, I think some godly men need to take some of these younger butthead men and like shake them up, smack them up against the wall, hit them and stuff because they need they need to be treated the way they're treating a weaker vessel. Yeah. And, and I say that as a weaker vessel, right. not mentally, because the Bible doesn't say that, right. but physically weaker because yeah. women were designed to give birth. Yeah. All right. Well, I think the best thing to do, rather than give my opinion, is to look at the scripture. So, going to over there, starting with Ephesians 5. Uh, Paul writing the church, and not we're disciples of Paul, we're disciples of Jesus, but he speaks of what the Lord spoke. Paul wrote to the Ephesian church says, wives, submit to your own husbands, not to men in general, just to your own husbands, as unto the Lord. Well, how was once submit to the Lord? Um, not out of not out of obligation or out of duty per se, but as you know, the way we should submit to the Lord, as in deference and 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 as a recipient of grace. Yeah. Um, verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior body. Well, there you go. Husband is the head of wife and he's in charge. Yeah, that's right. He has a spiritual responsibility and a, and a familial responsibility for being, you know, head of household kind of thing. But with that is a responsibility, not rights. Uh, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. That is the the direction of the family. Um, 
is dependent, the responsibility lays on the shoulders of the man. Does that mean everybody else shuts their traps and, and lets him know? I mean, how is the church subject to Christ? We we don't pray. We don't seek. You know, We don't come to God with our petitions. And you know, we do. We say, Lord, this is, this is, you know, where I think things are going, or I'd like the things to go, but not my will, your, be do- your will be done. You know, in, in the same way, uh, should be the, you know, Christian marriage should be that way. Anyway, husbands, now, the scripture has a lot more to say to husbands, because we need more instruction. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Or like the King James, for her. Um, I think, I, no, I guess this is the King James. Anyway, even though, yeah. Anyway, so husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. That's how much love, you know, God demonstrates his own love for us and that while we were sinners Christ died for us you know the church to be and so the husband's love is not dependent upon his wife's behavior um, and we'll see vice versa from first Peter in a moment but uh, the husband is to you know sacrificially and love there is the agapao it's it's the the unconditional love and that's our model for loving our wives why? Why? That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water of the word. Not by threats or, you know, threat of physical violence or, you know, withholding this or putting the restrictions or taking away allowance or any kind of... That he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Should be a man of the word and use the word to guide his, his, his wife and his household. Uh, the word of God. Not abusing it, not as uh, using the word of God as, as um, you know, as, as a method of restriction, but of sanctification and cleansing, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but it should be holy and without blemish. And speaking, that speaking of Christ and the church. So... Back to you men, so ought meant to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherishes it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined unto his wife, and they shall and the two shall be one flesh, quoting from Genesis and the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, did the same. So this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and see that the wife, that she reverence her husband. And uh, many years ago, I heard a sermon by John Corson. I don't know if he's still the pastor of Applegate Fellowship. I believe somewhere in Oregon, but uh, he made an astute observation about this passage that husbands are, or wives are called to reverence, respect, and husbands are called to love, which goes against our nat- natural inclinations. You know, you ever find um, men in a military unit or a sports team, you know, they'll, they'll respect or reverence their leader. Uh, to, you know, not to the risk of getting controversial here. Um, when I hear about issues in a workplace, if there's a woman supervisor and, you know, uh, women, uh, you know, supervisees, you know, there's, there's, there can be a lot of, <laughs> a lot of drama there. <laughs> yeah. You know, the... <sighs> The same kind of yeah, thing. You won't I'm mocking women. Okay, just saying. You won't find this same sort of dynamic. On the flip side, you know, when it comes to loving and nurturing, that's that's not a man thing. I mean, I'm not saying that men can't be loving. It's just that, you know, we need someone to go, you know, 
uh, you know, hold, hold babies, you know, in the nursery, whatever, you know, women are going to sign up for that more readily than men will. It's like, men will be like, I don't know what to do with this thing. <laughs> but, you know, so, so women. Says, says a man who used to listen to a radio show called Ask About Your Baby. Because <laughs> it was, it was, it was educational and fascinating. Um, it was, good with kids. Yeah, it was the facts and figures kind of thing that was interesting. Um, because the guy was really smart. Anyway, Dr. Alfred Sears and his wife Martha and their six, eight children, I don't remember. Um, anyway, so, so, you know, wise respect or reverence, husband's love. So that requires a, a supernatural influence, not what comes naturally, what comes supernaturally. Anyway, I, I digress. I want to get real quick. We're, just, being, we're being told that we're cute, by the way. Well, thanks. I want to get to the uh, Thank first. Thank you. I want to get to the First Peter chap passage. Okay. Uh, first Peter chapter. Because th- we're showing ten minutes left. Yeah, I know. Okay. First Peter chapter three here. Uh, wives and husbands, likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands. Again, your own husbands, not men in general, like right. a Sharia law. And it drives me nuts when. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Anyway. So that even if some do not obey the word, okay, like we just looked at the 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 men who are not washing and sanctifying with you know the water of the word, who are not using the word of God and, rather than misusing, actually applying, um, you know, rightly dividing the word of truth in his house. Even even if some do not obey the word, they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives, when they see a respectful and pure con. Duck, not your. Well, you better get your behind a church and blah blah blah. And you, yeah, that's not gonna. That's not gonna make. You're not gonna win any. You're not gonna win your unbelieving husband by being a pain in the arse. Anyway, do not let. Yeah, uh, when they see that you're respectful and pure conduct. When they see you respectful and pure conduct, do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing to wear. Not that that's forbidden, but don't let that be your adorning. That the That's not a substitute for character. Oh, I look real beautiful. I'm the trophy, you know, arm candy, but... That's what I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. are. <laughs> But let your adorning be of the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is God in God's sight, very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, lowercase l. And you are her children, if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. If your motivation for submitting to your husband is out of fear um which this woman i'm talking about was clearly afraid of her husband yeah if that is then it's all wrong you know it is good your children you're submitting if you you do not fear anything that is frightening if that's your motivation for something i'd better submit or you know i'll have you know he double toothpicks to pay for it you know then that's 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 not that's not biblical submission no that's 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 unbiblical and terror that's unbiblical abuse and well and think about this okay jesus submitted unto the father yeah okay did the father subject christ to abuse no then if that's our model exactly that should i mean then duh hello that's our model we're Mm. women are not to be abused and you know Having spent years, I spent three years when I worked, I worked um, as a therapist for three years in a domestic violence shelter, a transitional living home with women. I've seen, like here, face to face, I've seen women who've had the crap beaten out of them by their husbands or boyfriends. Um, I've seen the, bru- I, I mean, I've seen the blood, the bruises, all that. I've seen it, you know, and so like the other day when I was talking to this person, I just, everything in me just, you know, I just want to go and defend this young lady because clearly this guy is abusing her and I could tell. Now, I want to also make a um, a comment too. I know some of you in our audience have been victims of abuse um, and uh, I'm going to be doing a um, 
interview over on a narcissistic abuse channel. I was actually invited by Angie Atkinson over on her channel. Uh, she's a, a very popular um, YouTuber that has uh, like 61,000 YouTube subscribers. And she talks about narcissistic abuse and how to deal with it. Anyway, I support her channel. I actually, you know, give her money every month because her channel rocks. I don't know if she's a believer or not, but she likes me and invited me to come on to do a collaboration with her uh, next month. So in about two weeks or something, I'm going to be doing a, a show over there. Here's what I want you to know. I want you to be able to go to that. Number one, I want you to know about it in advance. But the other thing is, is that I'm going to be opening up um, on only a specified amount of time every week. I'm going to open up some counseling spots for any of you out there who would be interested in having me coach you in any way. Okay. Um, you know, my fee is $50 for an hour and um, I'm only going to have limited spots. So if that's something that you feel like you need and you trust me and you want me to be the one to help mentor you and get you through that, then I want you to um, just get in touch with me and I will go ahead and, and open up some of those spots. I'm going to, um, uh, pro it'll probably be on the weekend, most likely, we'll see, because I have a couple of other things going on, like this show and taking care of my dad and being a wife to Bareface and also doing my Legal Shield business as well, which is actually our last um, thing I need to tell you. First of all, don't forget to support our sponsor, Ariel Ministries, uh, A-R-I-E-L dot org. You can go to Ariel and save 20% with our coupon code Bible News. Um, it just, you know, you guys already know you can go over to our resources page on our um, on our BibleNewsRadio.com website and, and look at the things there that we recommend. The, the main book I would totally recommend you get is the one that Randall goes through when he does Weekends in the Words. It's the... Uh, highlights of the life of Messiah from a Jewish perspective, Yeshua. You can get that book, the abridged version, or you can actually get, uh, you can actually get like the four volume set as well. Okay. And they also sell the harmony of the gospels, which all of that stuff is actually on our website. Yeah. By the way, if you're new to the show, you don't know my background. I'm actually a, um, I actually am a retired therapist. I'm not licensed here in the state of Tennessee, but I have a number of years of working with people under my belt as a therapist. And most of my friends who are therapists, in fact, just two days ago, one of my friends was, how come you're not a therapist? You need to get licensed. And I'm like, I know God called me out of it, but I can still do coaching. Biblical coaching we will do that. So anyway, um, so that's what the MS stands for over here. That stands for master's of science degree, uh, in clinical psychology. So, um, so we got that. Thanks, James. So, uh, so that, um, that tonight at 7 p.m. Central Time, uh, the Leadership for Ladies of Justice is actually doing another webinar called um, Women Empowerment Wednesdays. This is where we're going to do another webinar. They're leading it this time, um, which is going to give you the opportunity. It'll tell you the opportunity what um, to work with Legal Shield Ladies of Justice and and the opportunity that you can make money by doing that and also sell ID shield. So identity theft protection and all of that. So, um, and by the way, if you uh, happen to need, be in the need for that, hit me up. And if, uh, and if I can help you explain to you what our... Yeah, accidentally, I don't... And I'm back, am I? Bareface shut the... He's, see, he's trying to mute me, people. It was a mutiny. <laughs> you get it? Uh, you get it? You guys, did you hear the... 
Okay, you're all saying it's off. Wait, hold on. Let me see. I'm going to turn up my volume. There's there's a delay. Oh, it's back. Okay. You get that? You get it? It was a mutiny. Anyway. Did you think that was funny? Come on, people. Okay, good. There's a few LOLs. That's good. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Anyway, I forgot what to, what it is that you missed, but what I will say is that you're right. My prices are very affordable. I'm not out to, you know get like filthy rich that's not my goal in life um okay what else was i saying oh yeah ladies of justice meeting tonight at seven o'clock on zoom i will post the link later and then um uh, um oh you missed that yeah and what i was gonna say very funny didn't know you had it in you <laughs> you clearly don't know me uh yeah i love you too carmen there's no E in my name, though, just so you know. No E. Hashtag no E. Um, but that's okay. I know everybody puts an E in it. Um, yay, the audio is working. Okay. Hey, Lorena. Okay. All right. So anyway, so if you want to meet up with me, though, and you want to talk about uh, Legal Shield and what it, what it is, how I can get you covered with it, let me know. What I was saying is if for some reason you're in a state that I'm not licensed in, um, and that requires a license because Legal Shield, you have to do that. I have five associates I can refer you to who could, who may be in these other states. Okay. Just so you know. All right. No problem. Uh, all right. And also here's the other thing. One last thing. And I know our time is up, but, um, and I'm not going to read the article, but I do want to let you know that there is a, uh, thing here. It says study shows most Americans believe they will fall victim to cybercrime or identity theft. And listen to this. It just says, um, a recent study by ERP Maestro or Maestro found out of the 2000 Americans they surveyed, 76% believe they fall victims. They'll fall victim to identity theft or cybercrime sometime in their life. Okay. So I just share that because, um, it says here in a 2017 report from the federal trade commission, South Carolina ranks 21 in the U S for identity theft. Um, this was uh, a news report from South Carolina. I want you to know something, though. I actually read this in another article about LifeLock, which is one of the competitors of, of ID Shield. Did you guys know this? Uh, it says here, LifeLock got busted nine years ago by the Federal Trade Commission and agreed to pay $12 million to settle charges that LifeLock made false claims to consumers about what benefits it could provide. Part of the settlement was findings by the FTC that LifeLock didn't encrypt customer data like social security numbers as promised and allowed access to personal data by employees who didn't need to have it. Then in 2015, four years ago, LifeLock paid an additional $100 million to settle FTC contempt charges that it violated the 2010 federal court order requiring it to secure, to secure consumers per personal information and stop its false advertising. Just so you know, and this, by the way, also the CEO, the former CEO of LifeLock was stupid enough to put his actual social security number on a billboard and advertise the services of LifeLock in which he was then a victim of 12 cases of identity theft after the fact, uh, because his service didn't actually protect him. ID Shield, on the other hand, we've never had any of those problems and we're the number one uh, ID Shield, um, you know, identity theft protection monitoring service and we offer full restoration coverage with Kroll, our private investigators that take care of everything. You monitor everything in the palm of your hand with our app <clears throat> and we're more affordable as well. So if you are in the need to protect that, which I hope you are, because, you know, most people think it's going to happen to you, then I would encourage you to get in touch with me. I can tell you more. And, um, and then, you know, you could support Bible News Radio with your purchase there as well. All right. All right, people. I think we've gone over. Do you have any else thing to say, Bareface? Uh, no, not at this moment. Okay. All right, everybody. Tomorrow is thursday yeah it is which means it's laundry day i think i gotta do my dad's laundry uh, but we'll be back we'll be back i'll be back i hope 
<laughs> and uh, anyway, thank you for tuning in. I hope the show ministered to you somehow today. Remember to be bold, people. Stand up. Stand, stand up. And go with God, people, because he loves you. Yeah, he does. He loves you more than anybody. And he, he has always got your back, just so you know.